live from the apocalypse. Fuck you, plow guy. You destroyed my mailbox. Oh. <laughs> the state of the game. Um, I am your lovely effervescent host. Uh, you know, the John Ham of hip hop podcasting. Uh, Dano, <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, every week, my co host. Now, I have to tell you, there are three Free Willy films and <laughs> one season of a television show. My co host has seen every minute. Uh, Multiple times, yeah. I love it. Hey, Diggy, thank you for being here. Uh, Absolutely. And we are lucky. We're lucky today. We've got, I think this is, you know, January. We're booking lyricists. We're booking spitters. And, mm -hmm. and I'm really excited uh, that Patty Honcho said yes. This is someone who, in his lyrics, uh, he touched my heart because he sent. He sent children to the store with exact change. Um, and I, I that really, that's close to my heart. He was like, sent exact change uh, for, for what the items that he needed. I thought that was great. Uh, Patterson, his own. Patty, thank you for being here. Yo, what's up, man? Thank y'all for having me, man. I'm honored, man. It's always an honor to be on one of these platforms. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great to it was great to see everybody it, it felt like a wave was going last year 2022 like Word, man. just levels of people learning about Patty Honcho and falling falling into it um and you're you're how, when did you start rapping cuz i think i've i've seen three or four projects but how how long have you been at them? well i started to write raps when I was like nine years old, you know what I mean? It wasn't shit though, but that's a good start, you know? Yep. And then um, I feel like I got good when I probably was like 17 or something, but I was, you know, getting my pen, working my pen out, trying to, I started dropping earlier than 17. Um, Y'all can't find that, I took it down, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Yeah, around the time where I was 17, man, that's where I really got nice and that's that's what y'all hear now. So what what was the inspiration? What inspired you to to start writing and really develop your craft? Yo, to be honest, man, I was so young, bro, like I don't even know. I started writing when I was 6, um short stories. You feel me like Instead, I didn't even write rhymes that young. I started just with short stories and, you know, getting A's in, like, first grade and shit, winning, like, little awards for that type of shit. And um, I even, I still write shit now, like, screenplays and shit now to this day. But honestly, I just, man, I don't know what inspired me to start writing. That's just, it just was in me, bro. Like, I was so young, I have no idea what inspired me, to be honest. <laughs> I just, it just was in me. Yeah, no, I've, I've said that to, I've said made that joke to to Kay that like when people, because some people will go up to you and be like, "Why do you write?" and I'll just be like, "Because if I didn't, I would not feel well." Right. Word. Just getting that shit out of your brain. Like I got too much in the brain. Um, having something to take that energy out on is is important. Uh, yeah. But, Kay, we talk a lot about, like, the functional use for this music in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Some people like gym music. Some people 
make like rainy day dealing with your feelings music, right? Um, <laughs> Patty Honcho is incredible going to work music. Yes, mm-hmm. because the pitch is this: I you can't. I work in an office, right? I'm an I'm an office guy, cubicle guy. I can't get ramped up to MOP warriors and then do like the work, <laughs> right? That's just not going to work out. Patty Honcho <laughs> is honest, but it's focused, laser focused. Um, it's 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 level. I'm like that's kind of how I need to be at work. Absolutely, man. I, I still, you know. Got a nine to five and shit too, so it probably resonates that way. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. No, that's. Did, did, does that jive with how you were feeling about it, Kay? How did you? How were you feeling about it? Yeah, I would say it's like. Uh, it's like, I want to say it's like it's like motivational, but in like a grounded way, like grounded motivation. Like I think of Rick Ross. Like Rick Ross has motivational music as well, but I can't really relate to necessarily that lifestyle. But Patty Honcho, like it's motivational, but it's a little bit more grounded in like day to day, I guess. Yep. Right. Yeah, no, it's-, yeah. it's more it's more for the people, you feel me? Like niggas don't got no shit that Rick Ross got. He got a hundred uh, what was it? He got a hundred thousand acres or whatever the fuck. Yes, but cows, yeah. he's, he's raising cows and buffaloes now, so like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like, um, yeah, no, that Patty is great because there's pressure when you're rapping to be doing something in your raps that is tremendous, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're like you know, on a boat with a bunch of drugs or whether you're, you know, <laughs> with with a thousand women. But, like, Patty Honcho will be spitting hard shit and you'll listen to it, you'll be like, man, he was just talking about eating better. <laughs> yeah, man. I love my food bars. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> it's like, you said they're like, my kids will never eat McDonald's. And I'm like, wow, that was like, oh, that was <laughs> he's doing that shit. Like, that's, yeah, having the strength to just be like, I'm going to spit this real shit. I'm going to spit it, like, you know, intensely. It's going to be entertaining. But at the end of the day, I'm not coming out of character for any of this, any of these verses. Right. Yeah, everything has to be me, man. Can't do it any other way. Yep. Mm. And the, the cool part about sticking to it in that way is that if the project doesn't come out how you want it to be, it's still you. So you still get to say that. You still get to stand on it and be like, you know what? That was me, though. That was where I was at that point. Um, and you get to be proud of, of what you did because it's you. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I, I've actually done that before. Somebody be like, this what you really said it that? I was like, that's just a stupid shit I was on at that time. Like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Mm. whatever. Yep. So you mentioned you mentioned that like the what it like you worked on a couple projects uh, early on in your career and that you removed them. <laughs> what is the first project that you posted and like you were like okay like this is this is like the turning point for me in terms of my career like this is where like I'm starting <laughs> to like yeah this is where I want people to 
be the intro. This is where I want the introduction to me to be at. Right, right. So my first, my first good project. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, shit, man. I felt like the joint on my SoundCloud now because I had an old one, but it's it's gone. But the joint on my SoundCloud now, the brawler. The first brawler, because I got four of them on SoundCloud. So oh, wow. the first yeah, the first brawler. And these are all from YouTube beats. This is when I ain't know no producers and shit. Like I just went on YouTube and got the beat. And I that's why it's not on all platforms, because I ain't and I ain't had no money to buy the beats and shit like that either. Feel me? So yeah. I just was like, I want to put some music out. So I put it on SoundCloud. But that first brawler, brawler one through four, I feel like those are probably the best introduction to me. Um, if you don't want to go on SoundCloud, Cherish the Hunger, the first actual album I dropped, that's also good too, you feel me? So, mm -hmm. yeah. No, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Yeah. The, the, um, God, the, the, shout out to the Boxer 5, the Brawler 5, uh, because you had, forget that dude's name but he's michael moore's manager uh and he's a commentator uh, uh, uh teddy atlas eddie atlas teddy oh god k teddy atlas is one of the most insane people in boxing <laughs> everything he says is hilarious and and like he's one of those people that sounds like he's stupid but he'll spit you something crazy <laughs> like poetic and deep and so there was this dude, Michael Moore, who was really talented, but had, you know, anxiety problems and just like, he just wasn't stable in mm -hmm. terms of efforts in the ring. And whenever he would get down, you know, Atlas would just go nuts and and yell at him, spit crazy stuff <laughs> at him. Yeah. yeah, great, great um, trainer. You know, one of the best. Yep. He, he trained a bunch of a bunch of goats, a bunch of legends. Yep. Hmm. And so he's the one on Brawler of Five that is yelling all that incredible stuff in the intro. Yeah. Yeah. So what what was the inspiration to go with the Brawler series for you? Man, I, I just I grew up loving boxing, man. Like <laughs> I love boxing. I boxed for a little bit, just you know, something like and uh it's an acronym for real, Brawler. Uh, yeah, it's 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 brutal. Resentment awaits when losers envy real. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. So you know that brutal resentment is it's awaiting if you were if you were loser envying the real nigga. You feel me? Like, so it's just some shit I thought of. I was um I knew I was going to do like a boxing theme project. Um, before I even made Cherish the Hunger. I knew I was going to do that, but I just wanted to do it right and figure out... Uh, I mean, before I even uh, did the first brother, you feel me, like, on SoundClouds and shit, I knew I was going to do it like that. But uh, the acronym really what came together. I love my acronyms. <laughs> that is great. That is... It's very hip-hop, the acronym. Yeah. Um, and so the... And that's and I, the one I, when I was doing the research, I just really love Cherish the Hunger, man. Cherish the Hunger is kind of the key that opens the door 
I think you understand Patty on a different level when you listen to it. Um, Appreciate you, man. Yeah. No, that's got that's got some incredible, incredible yeah. work. Uh, Brawler seems like a series that is created like it, it's a really dope like um, you know framework for you to be able to get your bars off and not have to adhere to a concept album, you know? Um, mm. Not that you wouldn't do it because life is life is a concept album, you know? Um, yeah. Life really does have, you know, themes and arcs and all that. Uh, but the Brawler series allows you to breathe out so you can balance the two and just go, go nuts sometimes. Exactly. Um, yeah. Man, that's absolutely true. I was say, so what would you say is the distinction? So in 2022, you released two projects, uh, Life and Brawler, round five. Like, what would you say the distinction between the two in your eyes is? Um, I think Brawler is um, just me, just like uh, uh, just like Dan said, man. Like, I'm really more just talking about like. I'm putting dope punchlines together. I, mm -hmm. It's a it's a lot of message on Brawler Five as well, but it's really hitting with them punchlines and shit. And I, I dress it up more. As far as in life, it's it's in your face. You feel me? Like I just say what I had to say straight up, like because that's how life is. You feel me? It's just gonna happen. But Brawler Five, I had to dance like I I like I like Sweet Pea Whitaker and and Floyd Mayweather like I like boxers who was shifty and shit dancing around the, around the ring and shit, you feel me so I had to I had to dress it up but uh for life it it was different I was in that type of, I wanted to really transition my the way I rap like with life instead of instead of always being a heavy punchline type of nigga I wanted to you know talk more about shit that that people could relate to man like really honestly just put it that simple really. And I think what's what I th this is one of the reasons why, and I've said this before to the view the listeners know, but this podcast is just me showing my friend Keith cool music that I like. And when I booked you, I was like, Don't worry, Kay, you're gonna love this. Like, mm -hmm. because Kay is a Jay Z guy and <laughs> the entendres, but the entendres that like mean shit, you know? Yes. Uh, and I had some, I had some examples there. I wanted to, to throw out, to throw out three bars I pulled from three different projects, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're just exactly the Patty Honcho sneak attack. Uh, sometimes when I'm happy, shit, I don't say much because when they know you happy, they gonna try and fuck your day up. <laughs> <laughs> and like, right. Because it, that shit passes, and then you're like, "Yeah, man, that's right." Like, it's a fact, I'm a, man. It is. Rule in the office that, like, if I have the days off after that day, I'm not even talking about that shit until like three o'clock, three thirty. <laughs> you come into eight o'clock meeting talking about you got vacation. You just put a target on. You, you know they're gonna start hating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna look for shit to do. Uh, look for reasons you can't go. So keep that quiet. Do your thing. Then you're like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm out. Uh, that's but yeah, that's that's a real true life truism that says shit about people. Um, 
and and it kind of sneaks up on you. But there's all kinds of shit like that. And the reason I love Cherish the Hunger so much, I don't know if you heard Cherish the Hunger, uh, Kay, but there's a song called Raised Authentic. Okay. It is unbelievable. Uh, And it's the, the thing about Gen Z parents, we show better love. We more understanding, we are less demanding, we believe in changed behavior and second chances. Oh, was that that was the bar? Was that you? That's the whole thing. That's oh, okay. I thought you were just and the lyrics exactly. Yeah. That sounds like it's from a TED talk. It just was... <laughs> it was I was like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's no, unbelievable. It's yeah. crazy, man. I've seen, I've seen, uh, just the parents' indifference, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm still young. You feel me? I was born in the late '90s and shit. I'm, I'm 24 now. Um, but I was raised real old school. Like I was raised with my grandmother and my, and my mother too. But you know, more I was with my grandmother a lot of the times and shit. And that's just like it was real old school shit. You feel me? Like, <laughs> and I be seeing how kids get raised now, type shit. And it's just like. It's 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 very good. Like it's you know what I mean when you come up as an understanding parent, like it's very good. Like I like that part of parenting now where we know about mental health and shit like that. Like it's that's that's amazing and shit. But a lot of the you know it's it's obviously st- things still wrong with some of the ways people go about things and shit like that. Like I ain't even no parent yet, so it's like I don't even know. Like I ain't gonna speak on that, but I'm really speaking on how the good things. You feel me? Like how it's just different. It's different. Yeah. So what what's your what is your writing process like? I know that some there's some people who like they dedicate certain time every day to just sitting and writing. And then there's some artists we've talked to who are just be like, you know, I just live my life and if something pops up, I just jot it down. Like what is your like where do you get your where do you find you're getting most of your inspiration from? Word. Yeah, man. Sometimes I really have to be in like album mode for me to write every day and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, last year, bro, I was getting hit up for a feature like damn near every day, bro. So I was writing like every day. Um, I have a calendar. I, I need to get a new one for this year. I haven't even gotten it yet, but I had a calendar last year and I used to write on the calendar. If if I wrote and shit like every day, if whatever whichever day I wrote, I write what verse I wrote on the calendar and shit. Just so at the end oh, of the wow. month, I yeah, just so at the end of the month, I see my progress. Man, the month of August, bro, that that whole month is filled up. Because if I don't do shit, I exit out. I exit out the day, like if I ain't do shit yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that whole month is filled up, my nigga, with all verses. So like shit like that, it's just. And then I haven't wrote a verse. And like this now recently, last I wrote, I wrote was probably like two and a half weeks ago or some shit. You feel me? Like I ain't writing a little bit, but I will, and you know, whenever I feel like it. So it's it's sporadic. I don't write every day. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm in album mode, I, I'm definitely gonna be writing every day because I'm just gonna be in that zone. Like, so I don't want to lose that. You know what I mean? I don't want to lose that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think of I think of you, Patty within this kind of movement and I you know it's odd that I think of it this way but I think of it as part of the people that Ruben fucks with hard you know mm-hmm. uh, 
check the rhyme one on, on Twitter. Like people like hype numbs backwood sweetie, right? People that are like uh, killer lyricists, but they're not they're they're not presenting an angle to the audience, right? It's not like you know I wear punk rock t-shirts and sing big hook. It's not any there's no angle on it. It's just I'm here. This is me, and and you're gonna rock with it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yo, shout out to those names you mentioned, man. Numbs, hype. You said back with Sweetie too. Yep. That's my sister, man. Um, know it all. Shout out to my oh, guy, yeah. know it all. Know yep. it all is like really one of the vessels of this underground shit for real. Like, yep. you know, what I mean, I feel like all, all damn near all of the people that's in any little circle of the big underground Twitter, hip hop Twitter circle. They know who know it all is. You feel me? Like within <laughs> different, like you feel me. So you're like one of the vessels in this shit. Shout out to my nigga Black Shadori, mm. man. One of the nicest young niggas out here, bro. Uh, Twenty years old, killing this shit. Done rap with some of the nicest niggas in the game. Some people favorites already, man. Like, yep. Uh, my boy Unruly. Feel me? Got a shout out. Oh Unruly. yeah, Unruly, Unruly got a lot is... of burn last year. <laughs> Yeah, um, Rudy is insane, feel me? And it's only going to get better for him. Because mm -hmm. last year was, you know what I mean, it was great for him, right? And you think that's great, man. It's only going to get better, bro. Like, oh, yeah. that's the crazy, like, you feel me? Like, it's only going to get better for him. And then all the producers, I could go crazy with the producers, man. Like, Ooh. I guess we'll get into producers later. But yeah. those are just some of the, the rappers that, um, those are just some of the rappers that I really, really rock with, man. Oh, on the last... The last Patty Ancho bar that I wanted to talk about, Forgotten Son, uh, Life is My Jam. He said, uh, they say that life's a present, so why would you want to play with gifts? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it, yeah, it's shit like that where you're like, wow. He really, like, there's wordplay there, but there's life shit. Uh, and that's, that's what, it, it's cool to, when you re-listen to Patty Honcho music, you can always get more from it, uh, even though the song might not be this kind of deeply constructed walk through history, you know? Yeah. Right. It has the feel of, like, hanging out with a friend you haven't seen in a while, and they kind of look off and then look back and drop some deep shit on you out of nowhere. <laughs> Yes. Fucking change my day with that. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's dope. That's a dope place to have. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was definitely Brawler Five. I I burned it a lot. I think I said in the rundown, like I hesitated to fully adopt pro Patty Honcho because I was like, it sounds too easy. It sounds too easy, you know? Um, right. and when life dropped, I was like, oh shit. Like mm -hmm. trauma bonding is a crazy song. You know? Man. That I was that, like, God damn, this this guy can conceptualize as well. Like this guy can can really, you know, put themes together. And it, I was sprung on life. Great stuff. Appreciate you, man. I'm glad you fuck with that, man. And Nums is an incredible producer, man. Yep. Another um Jersey Jersey native, bro. And me and Nums. <laughs> Me and Nubs got the same birthday, bro. That shit is hilarious. Man. Oh, 
and we dropped that. We dropped life on our birthday on June twenty fourth. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that's hilarious. awesome. Shout out to him on the Reloaded. I like. I really like Reloaded. Um, that I really like that they redid the Follow the Leader cover. Real dope. Um, where Where did you and Nums meet? How did you guys link up? Twitter, man. Mm-hmm. Twitter. I never met him in person. Not yet. But I will one day, man. I'll meet him up one day. Um, yeah. He's he's like further away, like, you know what I mean? Jersey type big or whatever. It's not that big, but, you know, there's places where that shit like six hours away type shit. <laughs> so, he, yeah, he's type over there. But shout out to Nums, bro. And what did you, did he, did you like hear some of his music or did he hear some of yours? Like, how did it? Like, how did the connection, like, spark? I heard um, 40. He dropped the, I think it's an album, not no EP. I think it's an album called okay. 40. And um, it came out on my birthday, his his 40th birthday. And it was, like, my, I don't know, 21st birthday. Or no, 22nd or some shit like that. And uh, I was, like, somebody retweeted it. And I was, like, where is somebody, a rapper with my same birthday like that's kind of cool like I, I don't know so I clicked on the link and I'm like yo this shit kind of alright so I followed him and yeah I, I went on his joint I, I went under his tweet and shit and I was like yo it's my birthday too man and he was like word and then we've been fucking with each other ever since um, yeah. yeah no that's awesome No, and, and the production question I had uh, w- was I started to notice the most soulful song on any Patty Honcho album is the last song. Mm, I'm glad you noticed that, man. That's yeah. where, like, that's where the beat becomes so soulful that it, you know, it feels like it's crying, and you feel like there's like that blueprint energy there. Yeah, I, I'm doing. I'm I'm trying to. I said this before, man. It's really like a setup to. Uh, this one album I'm doing, it's like a love album. And uh, yeah, all of this. I made a romantic album and it's beautiful, loving or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Dope, yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah, man. One of them shits. It's, uh, it's going to come out. I don't know if it's going to come out this year, but it's real. It's like a real personal joint, man. Like, I talk about a lot, of, a lot on that shit, bro. And I'm still trying to find a more beats cause to make more songs for it. I don't got all the songs yet, but mm. the shit I got for it is crazy, man. Some of my best shit. In, in terms of the writing process, Ken, I just wanted to say, if I feel like uh, Patty Honcho, when he when Patty Honcho's writing is probably arguing with himself. A lot of the times, man. That it's a <laughs> conversation with himself. There's a song, I can't remember the exact title, but he starts kind of dissecting the negative motivations of all the different generations within hip-hop. And he's like, yeah, these youngsters, you know, they're out here denying that these guys were great when, in fact, you're here because they were great. But then he shifts and goes, yeah, but you old people don't love it either. You were the original scammers. Like, Oh, yeah. And That's like, on love so, this, yeah. You know, by the by the end of it, you're just like, oh damn. We left we it. All, right. We all we we all fucked up, right? <laughs> ain't nobody, ain't nobody right. That's really what I be trying. So a lot of the times 
when I get into that bag, man, when I start explaining shit, that's really what I be trying to explain. Like, ain't nobody right. Like, you know what I mean? Ain't no real right or wrong. It's just how you live, how you look at it, man. Like, ain't nobody right for real. <laughs> yeah. Martin Scorsese themes, like, can't none of these fools really deal with power, you know? Exactly. Uh, they, they, you know, you can pretend they can, but they can't. Uh, so that's, that is definitely, but yeah, they're, they feel like conversations you're having with yourself about important topics and kind of getting, getting all that out, which is, yeah, I, I definitely empathize. <laughs> yeah, bro. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so you we did the, you did the Mac with Furious Styles, the EP. Um, and Furious Styles has been working with everybody. Um, got an EP with Solar Five, uh, just just all over the place, and working with like top oh great EP with Backwood Sweetie. I forgot. Uh, love that. It's uh, what would describe what's so interesting about working with with Furious. What makes this? What is what is the sound? That is so interesting. Furious, bro, is a crazy crate digger, man. He be getting some crazy, he be finding some crazy ass samples. And uh obviously a crazy chopper too, you know. Yeah, Furious is crazy, bro. I think I think he uh he dope, bro. He dope as hell, bro. Mm. Yeah. No. What what do you like about his production? Shit, I'm a soul sample type of nigga, bro. And you can flip a soul sample into, you know what I mean, one of them dope chops. I'm a rock with it, man. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Furious is full on nostalgic or anything like that, but it's definitely like the talents and the skills that Furious leverages fit perfectly within the time frame I grew up. You know, in, in the 90s. Um, so, yeah, it's just really... And a lot of people are just really comfortable in those beats with that sound. They're beats that are great for lyricists, right? Absolutely, man. It's a bunch of dope producers out here, bro, killing shit in the underground, bro. Like, yeah, I, it's so many, bro, like... I would be even. I don't even want to start naming niggas because I'll forget somebody. <laughs> but I will. I'll, I'll say a few, man. Like Clown Cat. Ooh, um, love Clown. Yeah, Cat. Clown Cat is dope, man. Uh, that's my that's my homie. Greenery, that's my homie, man. That's my brother. These all my brothers, man. Greenery, Greenery Beast is fucking amazing, yo. If y'all don't tell, if you don't really um know about him, oh, then he did Brawler Five, right? Yeah, he did the whole shit. He did the whole Brawler 5, man. And he did uh, like six songs on Cherish the Hundred. Six or seven songs or something like that. Uh, my boy Happy Art. He coming up. He about to drop his uh, first project, man. He got he got to join out with Johnny Trash. Um, so that's, I guess that's his first shit. But he, got, he about to drop his own first solo shit. Um, Happy Art is a fire-ass producer, man. Uh, my boy Jack, 
it's a, it's a bunch of niggas out here, man. Just just killing the game, bro, with this producing shit. And the 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 theme of the Mac corresponding with Furious is kind of uh, grounded old school kind of sound really fit. How did that theme come together for the two of you? Yeah, what you referring to though? Oh, the Mac EP. That's uh, Furious's project. I thought that was you were. Maybe that is. Oh, just oh, action, action. Oh, you talking about action? Oh, is yeah. that, that was Lamar Johnson? Jamar oh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Jamar Johnson. Yep, yep. Nah, it's all good. Great. Great. I got some work with Furious though. It is not out yet though, but yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. Furious did Family Ties. Right, right, right. And he, you've done a bunch of songs with Furious on his projects. I yeah, just, I got so many but, songs with Furious. Yeah, you're right though. Yep. It's always good, man. Anytime uh, an idea come together with Furious, bro, he just send me to B and I just let it, I don't know, I just let it speak to me and be like, all right, that's what I'm going to talk about. Yep. Yeah, no, and you you and Know It All have an incredible uh, oh, yeah, yeah. chemistry with each other. It's It's awesome. Um, don't tell me how to make my album is, is yeah. such a song. Yeah, that was that was my favorite. That's when it really connected with me. That's when that's when it was like, you know, every every album has like that aha moment song. And for me, that was even though I was the second to last track, that was the aha moment for me. Like, okay, like yeah. this is legit. Man, when I the first thing I did after I made that song, well, I did the hook. And then I had the verse on it. I call it Black Shadori, man, because that's my brother, man. That's my man when it comes to this music shit, really. Like, and other assets in life, of course, but we talk about music and shit. So when it comes to this music shit, and I need a quick idea, like a quick, uh, just a, a thought on some shit, I hit him up. I heard him up. I called him and shit, showed him the joint. And he was like, man. You should get know-it-all on that shit. And I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking, man. I'm going to get know-it-all on this shit, man. That's exactly what I was thinking. And put it together, know-it-all, smoke that shit. It came together perfectly. Yeah, you know, like, sometimes, you, I mean, you've, you've definitely heard songs where the guest just doesn't, either doesn't understand the theme or just doesn't care about the theme and does their own thing, where know-it-all is you know, is pumped about this theme. Know it all's like, I got you. Yes. You know? <laughs> and you know right. it was perfect because what really sparked the song was um a dude on on the Twitter spaces, right? Some rapper, there's some whack ass rapper. I don't even know dude's name. If I knew his name, I would say it up here. Not <laughs> but I, f I forgot his name. I ain't gonna lie to you. But uh he was like, oh, they, they was talking, I wasn't even in the space, but they was talking about me and I, they told me afterward, afterwards and shit. Or I might have, I think I joined the space late and I was like, why are you talking about me? Da, da, da. He said, oh, I don't really like Patty shit because all he do is punchline. He don't really be talking about shit, this, that, and the third. I'm like, I respect it, all right, whatever. But let me hear you rap. You feel me? What you, let me hear, let me hear what you got. You feel me? Like, you, you cannot like me and shit, but. You cannot speak on it. You should only speak on it if you if you rap is good or if you nice as me type shit. You feel right, like right, you right. Whack. You whack at the end of the day and da da da. 
And then I'm like, you basically trying to tell me how to make songs and shit. Like, you feel me? I don't do I, all I do is punch like, all right, my nigga. So you gonna like it too. You gonna like it too. You feel me? Like, yeah. Uh, that's like saying, um, all one person do is sing or some shit. Like, yeah, that's what they do. That's that's they shit. They right, sing, right, right. Like, you know what they, I mean? I, that's they vibe. He a melodic type of rapper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what right. I do. You gonna no, like it too. I would say that the, to give an example of why that's kind of a stupid thing to throw at someone. You, if if I went up to Kay and said, "I don't like Havarti cheese," Kay would be like, "Then don't fucking eat Havarti cheese." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Havarti cheese is great. I will say that. So you, if yeah. I came up to Kay and said, "This is bad Havarti cheese," that's a different conversation. Right? Yeah. Like, oh man, that sucks. You got some bad Havarti cheese. Uh, but like, if you just don't like it, then just don't get it. What is what? What is this? You know? Right. Exactly. And the nigga was whack. I heard one of the songs. Dude was corny. I'm like, you can't even speak on it. And then, uh, probably like a week or two later, some shit. Um, on Twitter, it was a conversation about uh, Rhyme Zone. Mm -hmm. Rhyme Zone is a, a website where people go up there. And say they they need a rhyme of a word, yeah, yeah. and they don't know how to rhyme it, so they go on the website and get a rhyme and, and put yeah. it in their rap, and they do shit like that. <laughs> so wow. it's basically teaching them how to rap and shit. That that website or whatever the fuck they need a they need a coach. They need to go to Mickey Fax and shit school. Mickey Fax right. school. <laughs> but uh, niggas is on I, on rhyme zone and know it all. Tweeted about it, got mad interactions and shit. And I was like, oh yeah, this gonna be perfect, man. Let's put this shit together. So that's how that song came together, man. It was real natural, real. That show was hilarious. See, and I like like what I like about Jay Z, and I've told this to Dan is the the thing that made Jay Z's uh, so gifted to me is that he can he can say he can talk about something specific, yet make it universal. Mm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I think of regrets. I think of the song "Regrets" off "Reasonable mm -hmm. Doubt." Like, that's a very specific song but he's tapping something that's universal. So even mm -hmm. someone who hasn't gone through those specific situations can connect with it. And that's what, that's kind of what I liked about Don't Tell Me About, uh, Don't Tell Me How to Make My Album, because it's like, it's a very specific thing, but everyone can connect to that feeling of, you know, don't, don't tell me how to do this. Exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to do, man. Jay-Z, one of my favorites of all time for a long time. He was my number one favorite of all time. It changed. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who my number one truly is now. I'm not even lying to you. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I take a lot. I, I mean, I was inspired, you know what I mean, by just real life situations, bro. Like, that's the best way. I feel like that's the best way to make music, bro, when you're inspired by those real life situations. Mm. Yeah. No, it, it, when you found something that is meaningful and very real for you, if you paint it vividly enough, it'll be real for a lot of people. Yeah. Absolutely, and man. Yeah, details. And, uh, but yeah, the wordplay is, is, is great. And, you know, it's... How, how have you felt about, like, the development of your craft books and, and song structure over the course of your development, how do you feel about where you are now, uh, and where you're aiming to be? Yo, man, it's it's a blessing to me, bro. Cause I remember 
Oh, my fault. My other phone ringing and shit. That's my fault. But yeah, it's a blessing to me and shit, bro, because I remember back when I, I couldn't even think of a hook. I was always a good, I always was able to put words together and, you know what I mean? Sometimes I put some shit together and it wouldn't even make no sense, but it'll sound nice. But now I could put I could put hooks together and shit, man. I just wrote something the other day. It's like the best hook I ever wrote, man. Like it ain't out yet, but like I'm, it's just getting better. Like you know, every time I write, it's getting better and better, man. So that shit just get me excited. Just even thinking about it right now, you feel me? Like it just get me excited, man. Just, shit, I'm like fucking around right tonight now. Y'all, y'all getting me inspired type shit. <laughs> I was I was explaining this to a relative of my wife's. Uh, the other day, I was explaining. I was like, "Man, I don't know if you ever. I don't know if we were talking about Kyrie Irving or somebody, or we were. I was like, you know how athletes get in trouble, and they get like in trouble with the media, and then they start to they kill it even harder on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you know why that is? Like, I don't know. I'm like, I he's and I turned to him. I said, like, I don't know if you've ever had a thing that was yours that you were the king of." That you just did every fucking day, every hour of every fucking day, and you got so good at it that it was your safe place. <laughs> that you just you were like, ah, I can relax here. I know yeah. I know every inch of this. And that's what rapping is for for a lot of you know great MCs. That's what basketball is for Kyrie Irving, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Honestly, bro. I wish more niggas would use rap like that though. You know I mean they do other things to get their aggression out and shit. Like yeah. dumb shit. But yeah, everybody not as disciplined as a as a hooper. Like a rapper ain't gonna be as disciplined as no hooper, man. Like that shit is That's just fair. not That's that fair. shit ain't happening. But it's a good, I understand what you mean. It's a good comparison and shit. We using rap as that kind of vice. But a lot of these niggas be fake dogs and shit, and they be doing shit just for the clout. Yeah, I was talking to another one of New Jersey's finest about that point. Uh Brain Orchestra. I love Brain. Oh Orchestra. man, Brain is yo, Brain Orchestra is mad nice, yo. Mad nice. And I was I was so I was talking to him, and I was like, one of the things that I think derails people is they're they're targeting the fame, right? They're targeting the acclaim. They're targeting the money. Whereas the people like Brain, like the great uh, people that I love to listen to, they're targeting their best work. Does that make sense? When they aim their bow and arrow, they're aiming at, at the best art they can make. And the fame, that's like later. They're mm-hmm. not. They're thinking about that shit later. They're they're aiming for the work. If that makes yeah. sense. Not everybody's aiming for the work. Yo, I honestly, I was saying something real similar to this to the my group chat and shit. Like, um, back then, say like I don't know when rap was really getting popping and and. In the nineties, well, when, when the shifts happened in ninety three or four or whatever, um, niggas was doing this shit because they felt like they needed to, like they felt like 
uh, I need to rap, like you say, because I need to write because I won't feel good if I don't write or whatever. Yep. It wasn't really so much, oh, um, I'm doing this shit like just to strictly be seen or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Now people do this shit. It's people who literally start rapping only for fame. Like they don't even, they wasn't even really like, they didn't feel the need to get that off their chest and write. Like they doing it to get famous. Like you feel me? They not doing it because it's a real passion to them. Like any, it's you. You'll see a, somebody who get famous off some stupid shit, and then next thing you know, they got a song out. You feel me? And they, they <laughs> never had a song out before. Like, like that shit really happens every day, bro. Like, um, shorty from the Doctor Phil shit, um. <laughs> And, and bad, now she, a whole, yeah, now she's a whole rapper. She signed to all these labels and shit like shit like that. You feel me? More power to her or whatever. But just that's the, that's the internet now, man. That's how this shit moves. So that's why you're gonna see more and more of that type of energy and shit in the game because that's just how niggas move now, man. That's wild. And and I think it was, you know, it, it reminded me for some reason of my issues with like. Whenever people are like, uh, you know, regions don't matter anymore. The internet's leveled that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, nah, man, this music is is always going to be from a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And like the rappers that you love, they carry that neighborhood with them. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. You can't tell Scarface that his neighborhood didn't matter to his music. Like, right. you're not going to listen to that shit. Um, and people who want to take the neighborhood out of hip hop are are people with bad intentions. Yeah, it, absolutely, bro. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. Yep. It's uh they want to diffuse the neighborhood so that they can judge it any way they want to without any knowledge of the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> they try and blame that shit on shit like that on Chicago and shit. And and they think everything is is from everything is Chicago rap, uh, every death in Chicago got deal with rap or whatever the fuck. Like, right, right, a lot right. of that shit, a lot of that shit, not even rap related. No, to be honest, like no, and rap yeah. a lot of times is what's getting people out of those situations. Yeah, word <laughs> up get, though. Yeah, it, word like, up. Right? Raekwon's new book is a real crazy, uh, part where you know we remember American Cream Team and like. There were a couple of times when Raekwon tried to put that together his own group, mini group, and it it didn't work and it was falling through. And one of the people in the group comes to him and says, like, this has to work for me. You have to make this work for me. And he's like, I can't, man. It's, it's problems all over the place. And he's like, well, you got to make this work for me because if you don't, I'm going to die on this block. Like, Stay it's crazy. not... I'm going to die. Uh, like, and he did shortly after the conversation. Wow. Uh, and Raekwon was, you know, crying with the business partner he was breaking up with. You know what I mean? Uh, because he's like, you know, can't believe we couldn't help this dude, save this dude. So that story is a part of this music. Yeah. And you have to honor that shit when you start opening your mouth about it. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, you know, subject there. But no, nah, it's that uh, was dope. Yeah, no, it, it's it's great. Uh, it's great to hear it and, and 
know it all. Know it all seems like one of those cats who's like opening opening for for acts and just killing it. Like I'm always seeing videos of know it all just slaying stages, opening for people who are like in awe of his ability. Pretty cool. Yeah, know it all is dope, man. That's my guy. About time for him to get all the flowers he deserved, bro. So what? So Black Chidori and Know It All are people who have probably the most features on your projects so far, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. What would you? What? How would you define their strengths as MCs? Man, know it all is the homophone king, bro. Uh, he'll make two words like he'll make something out of two words that out of one word he'll make two words out of it. You feel me? Like on some on some just crazy shit. Like he'll dissect any word and make it make two words out of it. Do a rhyme scheme, tell crazy storyteller. Um, got the voice. Feel me? Know it all is tough. Uh, black as well with the voice. Uh, black voice crazy schemes. Yep. Black is a scheme god, bro. Ooh. Yeah, he do all type of schemes, yo. Like he'll do anything. A, a TV show scheme, <laughs> not just a TV show scheme. Scheme. He'll get a specific TV show and do a scheme of that. You know what I mean? Not just that. He'll go into a specific episode and do that episode. <laughs> Nigga do a scene from the episode, <laughs> like on some just just on some crazy shit. But um, yeah, when I met Black, that nigga was the ninth, the nicest nineteen year old I ever met. Mm. Like no funny shit. And I met him in the spaces, and uh, well, no, he hit me up before we even started doing the spaces. I should say, you feel me? Like, yeah, Black hit me up before we even started doing that shit. Black hit me um. And we just worked before that. But, uh, yeah. And was there anything that you took from learning, like, working with him that you used in your own craft or you incorporated into your own art? Hell yeah, man. Them homophones. Uh, I told Noah before that I, mean, I was inspired by that shit, bro. Like, the way he used the homophones, yo. And schemes. The way Black be scheming. I was like, man, let me get on my scheme shit one time. You feel me? Like, yeah. That's awesome. Mm. No, it's, it's, it's great to be inspired by people and to work with people. Uh, yeah. Have you, have you had, do you have any projects in the works that you want to talk about or do you, or is it all under wraps at this juncture? Yeah, I've said I've said a few joints. I never um I got a couple titles. I ain't gonna announce them yet because I feel like I might change them and shit. Yeah, you feel me? So, but uh, I got an album with Skip Skip the Kid. Oh, great! Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Skip the Kid is a dope producer, man. He got so much work out. That's another hustler, bro. He works with everybody, bro. Like he, he he'll just get your work done quick too, man. He got so many beats. Like he make mad beats, bro. Um, who else? I got some shit with uh, the great Outcast. He did uh, the Machine. That's Know It All's first album of uh, twenty twenty, the last year, twenty twenty two. That's Know It All's first album of the last year, the Machine. That's still my favorite Know It All joint too. Oh wow! 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the machine is dope. The, and then, uh, uh, yeah, I got I got a couple more shits out, but yeah, those are the two you should really, really, really look forward to. I guess this year, Skip the Kid and the Outcast joint. And I I appreciate. It. I think you like one of the coolest bits of advice that anyone has given because I I asked hype advice to to people coming up trying to establish your name one of the things he said was build horizontally not vertically <laughs> and he said when you ask like a really important rapper to feature on your song you're not on the even keel level you're not really establishing a relationship you know and you, you're not building whereas if you right. build horizontally with people on your level and you can all come up together Mm-hmm. They have a really cool foundation. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That's it. That's how I really feel now when I speak with these type of rappers. Like, that's literally how I feel. Like, I'm finally on the level where we could, I'm on a level where we could come up together. Like, when I hit up JR, because I got JR on um, Cherish the Hunger. Yep. If y'all don't know JR, man, he is a fucking menace, bro. Like, JR done rap with the goats too. You feel me? Yep. He got a lot of work with Ransom. Uh, one of New Jersey's finest, you feel me? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was hitting JR up, I, I didn't have nearly as many followers or nearly as much uh, traction that I'm getting now. And But I, I've been following JR. Before I hit him up, I've been following him and uh, liking his shit and tweet, posting up uh, on IG because this was when I was on IG a lot. And uh, yeah, I hit him up one day, and I was like, man, how much your price, da-da-da. And I'm cool with telling this story. I've told it before, and I know if y'all niggas hit him up on this shit, man, he going to do what he wants, so I don't got to, you know what I mean? Don't, ex- don't, expect, don't, don't expect this, whoever hear this. Don't expect this to happen with y'all. But I hit him up, and I was like, yo, what's good? What's your feature price? And she told me, and I was like, all right, bet. I'm going to get it back to you and shit. And then I sent him the beat, right? And he sent me back the uh, verse already. And I was like, word, let me shoot this to you. And he was like, no, nah, you know, you all you good, bro. Like, I mean, I fuck with your pen and shit. And I ain't I ain't have to send him nothing, you feel me? So they did that shit on the strength. So that's awesome. that, we've been that's fucking nice. with each other ever since, man. You feel me? That's that's my guy. JR is, is a real good friend of mine. Man. I fuck with all all of these niggas, man. You feel me? Like, I'm trying, like you said, build horizontally, man. Gain friendships. And it's not, Ooh. it's not like, you know. People like are always talking about networking and like you don't consciously step into the room being like, Hi, I'm networking. Like, yeah. you're, you just are you and you do what you do the best you can and you run into other people who are passionate about the same shit. Right. And you and you you rock with them. And that's you know, yeah. Community should be just built, you know. I'm telling you. I was happy as hell when I got that JR verse, man. I have no idea. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I would say the the lesson you learn from Patty Honcho music is be your natural self. Mm-hmm. You'll track. You'll track your. You'll track like you, you like you and Nums. Like you'll track the people that are meant to go along the journey with you. You know. Yep. Absolutely, man. I believe in that too, bro. Find a way to make what is naturally your energy into your best art, and mm-hmm. you'll you'll move there. Um, that's awesome. That's 
Uh, I appreciate you being on. Uh, okay, do you have any other questions before we go to recommendation court? No, man. We appreciate it and we look forward to what, what you have in, for stores us in the future. So, yeah. We Absolutely, got, man. We always end this by recommending music uh, for people to listen to. And I found, I think it was like Brooklyn Vegan had a best reggae albums of 2022 breakdown. Um, and I just was like, hadn't really been overly tuned in to reggae in 2022 and found some really cool stuff. Um, chief amongst it, this album called third times the charm, uh, by protege P R O T O J E. Okay. And I love it. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, just warm, uh, just good music, fun to listen to. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. How doing good here? Oh, shoot. Hey, if you haven't heard, uh, Teller Banks dropped an EP today, The Big Lebowski. Oh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> the story of Eastside Jesus. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Teller Banks, man. Eastside Jesus. Um, it's it's incredible. Teller's incredible. He produced it himself. Um, it's I I just love I love it and um yeah I I he sent me like an advance to listen to and I, I was like the advantage you have is they know you're dope but they don't know you're brilliant. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the difference. And I, you know, it was really, it's just a really crazy project. Um, as an EP, there's just a lot going on in it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Um, yeah. Lisa, he dropped it on Monday. That's interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, he's, he does, he does his thing. And he's got more coming, too. He's got more coming. Uh, look for that. So we, uh, what are you listening to, Patty? Man, I've been listening to nothing but Anderson Peck and Frank Ocean. That's awesome. I, 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 I barely listen to rap, man. But I guess hip-hop, Um, I listen to SD Knack a lot, bro. Like, I be listening to SD Knack, like, every day, bro. Um, I, if, if, when I do get that one song in, you feel me, of, of hip-hop or some shit. Uh, it'll be some SD neck, yeah. I'll say hey for now. Knack is Knack has a great delivery, a really fun delivery. Bruh, one of the dopest I heard though. Like yeah. sometimes I be jumping, like my head don't even be bopping; it just be shaking. Like how the fuck? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like what the hell? That's awesome. No, yeah. but it, and whenever I listen to Channel Orange, K, I go right to the Forrest Gump song. Oh yeah, y- yes, we love. Yep. I, I mean, I hope he, I know, I know that he's opening Co- or he's closing Coachella, so I, ho- I hope he drops something soon. So yeah, we'll yeah, see. He definitely will. I feel like I feel like it might be coming this year, man. Yeah, yeah. I've been a big Frank fan for a long time, bro. Like mm. <laughs> him not dropping in what was seven years or some shit is kind of crazy to me, bro. But I'm yeah. rocking with him still, bro. Listen, I love absolutely. I'll be there the moment it drops, you know? That's that's how he's... Yeah? That's how good he is. 
Yeah, the sky's the limit on that. He's yeah, his pen is is has changed the game. Like mm-hmm. the world of R and B became so much more lyrical after Frank Ocean. Yeah, it was so much more lyrical. And I'm not saying they all copied him. I'm just saying he taught the executives there was a market for that. Right. So yeah. Now lyrical R and B cats could get could get the eyes of you know Pitchfork and different people were paying attention. I mean, he uh, he he basically, in my eyes, he opened the door for SZA. Like it, it was like I I know you've mentioned this before. Like uh, this is a common theme that you said is. There are artists that come along that help us understand the artists that come after them. You know what I mean? And uh, Frank Ocean definitely, and I think you use Prince. You 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 referred to Prince. Mm. Frank Prince Ocean and, is one of those. Prince huh? and D'Angelo. Prince and D'Angelo. Yes, right? yes that's that what. Prince right. taught us how to listen to D'Angelo. To yeah. Right. Yeah. And Frank Ocean taught us how to listen to SZA. And now SZA, I think she still has the number one album. Uh oh. Uh, SOS is still number one album in the nation. So. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I love Scissor too, man. Yep. Yeah, shout out to everybody. Control Control is, is kind of like in my top, uh, probably top 10 or 15 R&B albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Control mm-hmm. is kind of crazy, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. That album is going to be like, it's going to have like a, where were you when this came out? Like, conversational feel to it you know mm-hmm. yeah, not so much sos i ain't gonna hold you but control control was definitely fire yeah yep yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love it man so that, thank you for being on it's awesome obviously keep us in the loop anything that absolutely um, hell yeah man next time i'm gonna be on camera and uh i wasn't prepared and shit but you already know next time yeah we're gonna do this oh, good. we just camera. appreciate your time man yeah. oh definitely he's uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Good time. Thank you. What do you do tomorrow?